0: Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine, Character Combine. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah, you're ready. When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard. Coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later decades. and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life, in their life. Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine podcast. I am Josh Takimoto.
1: And I am Deb McCollum
0: and that was pretty good that
1: was pretty good that was pretty good that no was. nonsense that was good. That very was very straightforward. Straight, it was good until we started talking right here. Yep. And I think it was very. But I, I felt like.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I think that that was good. That was like our best one.
0: I think so. I yes. I just felt like we needed to acknowledge it.
1: Yes, me too. You I'm know. glad you paused, and I was like, "You better say something about our intro." That was really good.
0: <laughs> that was that was the only reason I paused. Good. Because I thought, you know what, we deserve a little pat on the back for I'm that. Pat
1: myself on the back. right Yep.
0: Now. There we go. That's there us go. Pat, patting ourselves right. on the back. All right. And here we go. And here we go. So. Uh, Deb, what are we talking about today?
1: We are going to talk about injuries in sports and not not any specific sport, but just injuries in general. And we're actually going to um, try to unpack the physical part of injuries. Um, not only that, but the psychological part of injuries in terms right. of what happens to your athletes when there an injury occurs, what happens psychologically. Because um, for coaches and for anyone in general, if an injury occurs, we can see it, we can see the physical part and we can, you know, and they can go to the doctor and we can make an assessment and we know what they need to do mostly to, um, to help in the recovery process. But what we don't see is what's going inside their head and the psychological part. So I think that that's a really, I think it's an important topic for coaches and athletes to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it gets, swept under the rug, so to speak, especially the psychological part, just because that part can be so damaging to the athlete, to the athlete's future, and not only in their sport, but in life.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: So I think that, yeah, I think we, let's unpack all those as much as we can. I think yeah. I want to talk about that today. Let's do it. All right.
0: Um, Do you have, so just to start it off, yes. have you had any major injuries?
1: Um. Okay, so let, let's get into this. So okay, I have not... I I've been very lucky my entire athletic career I played me too actually <laughs> yeah with with injuries why are we even yeah. talking about this I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't have firsthand experience which is awesome I said, but
1: I know I was like we're not experts at all no I on <laughs> to be honest my big the the biggest injuries I've ever had I sprained my ankle in eighth grade playing basketball okay it hurt really bad so I feel pain when athletes are like, I got a third degree sprain. I'm like, Ooh, sorry. Whatever you need. Yeah. You should have broken it. It probably would have felt better. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a break feels like. I've never broken something. I've never really torn yeah, something. I've I. pulled things many times, but so the, the only painful injury that I can remember, I was in junior college playing softball and I had the worst shin splints. Mm. Crimea river, right? Shin splints.
0: And I don't know. <laughs> I've never had them, but I've heard they're that painful. they're pretty painful. They're, I mean, it's, I don't even know what it feels like, to be honest with you.
1: It feels, it feels like either a dull ache all around your shins, all the way back to your calves. They're in different places. And it also feels like someone's stabbing you in your leg every time you step. It varies hmm. very much. So obviously nothing that needs to be like a 911 does not need to be called. <laughs> but, okay. but it's painful, at least for me it was. And I was, I was pretty tough back then. <laughs> Maybe not so much anymore. But anyway, so I had really okay. bad shin splints in yeah. junior college playing softball. And I remember um, I actually did go to the doctor at one point because I was like, I don't know how to make this go away. I just know hmm. that I need to ice. I don't, I don't know what else to do. So I went to the doctor and um, he did an x-ray and he's like, this is about to be like an actual fracture. Oh. Because um, shin splints are pretty much a stress fracture. I'm not, I don't know the severity of it. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Um, I didn't realize it though. I didn't realize it was, the two things were related.
1: Yeah. And so oh. this was, it was getting pretty bad to that point to where it was actually going to be fractured. So I had to stop. And... I I went on to a four year school for softball from my junior college, and then they came back. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, I'm not going to the doctor again. This is no, I need to play. I'm not gonna sit out and start. The competitor in you. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. So, so what do I do? I start popping some Tylenol, and and then I get to, you know, I go to practice or conditioning, and I'm like, man, my shins feel great. I don't feel anything. <laughs> it <Okay>. was great. <laughs> and so I don't, I think I, I think I started taking time and then like a week or two in and I was taking way too much. Not, I mean, not hmm. overdose worthy, I don't think. I was, I was pretty stickler about trying to keep to the, the minimum, but I think it was, it was too much because right. I, I was during a game, I remember it was nighttime and um, I was a pitcher for this team. And I remember going back into the dugout and just hunching over in pain, my, my stomach my stomach was in so much pain and I knew it was
0: too much. Right.
1: Right. It was too much. It's too hard on your stomach. You can't take that, that many, you know, that much Tylenol. Um, uh, and yeah, I was in a lot of pain. I felt like there was something stabbing my tummy (laughs) and I was hunched over. My teammates finally called me out and told on me, told my coach, got (laughs) got yelled at a lot. And so, so, um, so anyway, so that is my, that's my, that's the, that's the only thing I can think of in terms of how, an injury, um, affected me in the way I thought and what I started doing to my body and started taking Hmm. way too much, way too much Tylenol. So, um, um, that I think is definitely a lower level concern (laughs) of, of injuries and, and what has happened to a lot of these athletes out here, because being an athlete and having an injury is rough because a lot of these, a lot of these athletes identify themselves with their sport.
0: Right. And so
1: I think that when an injury happens, there's a lot going on mentally that they don't know how to deal with and that they are not, are probably not going to talk about because they're athletes, because they're competitive, because they're like, no, I got this. Like, I'm cool. Put me back out there, coach. Right. And, um, and they don't want to admit. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of athletes, I think have a lot of pride. And so (laughs) a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. So, um, so that's my that's my experience with an injury. Um, Got it. Yeah. Do you have a story that you could tell us about? I do, an
0: and it's even less severe than that one. <laughs> so uh, it's not even that big of, big of a deal. But no, I'm the same th- I'm the same way. I, I haven't had any major injuries. I mean, you have you know playing basketball, you yeah. you jam a finger, kind of yeah. sprain a finger. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's just the normal stuff, and it's but it's never been to the point where you need to even you know, go see a doctor. It's just a normal thing. Your, your finger is a little bit purple and blue. And yeah. then after a few days, you're fine. Yeah. Probably, you know, the one that comes to mind that I think affected me the most, um, as far as playing baseball and competition, I was playing, I think I was, I think I was 14 years old and I was playing in an all-star tournament during the summer. And, uh, I was pitching and I got hit by a line drive, a comebacker hit me right in the, on my, and the funny bone on my throwing arm, Ooh. and it was a hard hit. I mean, it, mm. the ball went all the way out to center field. How it did that, I have no clue. <laughs> but it went all the way to center field, oh. and uh, so obviously I was there, you know, holding my arm. Uh, my coaches came to look look at it. It's like, hey, try throwing a pitch. The next pitch I threw just, you know, oh. almost went over the backstop. It's like, oh, well, this is not going to work. Yeah. The the bummer about the whole situation was at that point, um, one of our main coach. I'm, I'm not going to say his name made a terrible decision out of pride, and didn't carry any extra guys. So I couldn't uh, exit the game, which for me, it's like, it's fine, I can't really throw very well, but I can deal with the pain. What I can't deal with is the fact that I can't throw the ball well, so I had to go play shortstop after that, and mm. trying to throw to first base was like, it's not gonna make it there. I had to basically aim for right field, and then (laughs) it went to to first base. but you know, after after, after the game went to we obviously lost, and uh, you know went to the emergency room. And they checked on it; nothing broken, nothing you know fractured, nothing like that. It was just a, a bruise, which is embarrassing when you go to the emergency room for something that stupid, because you got some dude coming in with like a gunshot wound. Oh man! Like, you are like he can oh. go first; he so, can go before me. You know, we don't need to stay here. This is, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. um, so even though you know it wasn't that big of a deal, I think psych- psychologically it was interesting because when I started when my you know my arm you know, the swelling went down and all yeah. of that. And I went back to pitching a game, you know, later that fall, um, I had this reaction where I would pitch. And then after I followed through, my hands would go up immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it wasn't like I, I was consciously thinking, okay, protect my, my face or my body from a line drive. It just naturally, my mind was like, put your hands up. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And I would try to tell myself, okay, huh. don't do that. But then when you do that, now it's, you're affecting your pitching motion. Cause you're, okay. or your pitching, you know, mm-hmm. mentality. Cause it's like, okay, now I'm thinking about Just not throwing my hands up instead of executing the next pitch, and so again, it wasn't a a huge thing. But like you had mentioned, the psychological element to it is very real, and sometimes more real than the physical recovery that takes place after an injury.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, and it's thank you for sharing that. Thank (laughs) you again.
0: It was it's not serious at all, which I'm thankful for. That's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Well, we're Josh and I were both talking before this. We were like, we don't really have any. Like, I don't. I don't. I have no, I have no idea. There are these athletes who break bones, and I can't imagine all this other painful stuff. And I'm like, all I got is shin splints. That's it. I know. <laughs> That's what was all it? I,
0: I think it was was it last? So not this basketball season, yeah. but the f- previous basketball season. I think it was the first game. Gordon Hayward on the Celtics mm. um, broke his leg. I, I can't remember exactly what happened, oh. but I remember seeing the video and you see the legs snap. Oh, you know what I mean. And so like. Oh thank God I don't have any of those stories, oh, but and I even know people that have similar stories where something gruesome like that happened. Yeah. It's like there's oh, totally, there's getting hit by a line drive, oh. which I probably should have caught. And there's, you know, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm good.
1: Very thankful that I've only had chance once. Yeah. But yeah, me, no, me too. Well, and like, and so as a, but as a coach and as an, a former athlete, I've seen my players, I've seen my teammates when I did play sports, go through those things. Mm-hmm. Heck as a, As a coach, I was, you know, when the trainers weren't there, I was like the team nurse. (laughs) I remember one of my girls got cleated. They ran into each other and one of them got cleated in her shin and she came to the dugout and automatically it was swollen, you know, right away. And then there was so much blood and Mm. then I could like see her bone. Oh, no. I was like, I was like, don't look down, don't look. And I had to have her look up. Anyway, sorry if you have a weak stomach listening to this podcast i apologize that's okay but Actually, yeah. i'm gonna add on to
0: that too okay, because <laughs> i saw something not there was a lot of blood but a kid got hit by a ground ball a bad mm. hop and mm. it hit him in the mouth oh. but he had braces oh no and so the braces went through his through his lip oh. and the pitcher on the other team um or excuse me the pitcher no, the batter on the other team excuse me the batter on the other team just crumpled to the ground because he saw all the blood and he's like oh. i can't do this oh, no. <laughs> yeah oh, so yeah man. so yeah if you are queasy no. You're not alone. There's others out there.
1: Oh yeah. Oh heck no. Yeah. No, no way. I'm not, I'm not a fan know. of blood either. But anyway, so let's talk about injuries <laughs> now. The most, the yeah. most common. Well, I just wanted to. So the most. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Like, okay, most common injuries: ankle sprains, groin pull, hamstring mm-hmm. pull, pulling anything really. Right. Um, shin splints. Um, you know, tearing your ACL, knee injuries, tennis elbow. A lot of pretty much any injury that happens at a joint with your shoulder, elbow, knees, ankles are the most common areas.
0: Sure, that makes um, sense.
1: Yeah, in terms of either overuse, like or acute, in, like so, like someone got hit or someone's doing a quick agility move and right. moving it moving too fast. So um, and concussions, Whew, concussions. That's a big. That's a big the, one. The C That's word. a word. Yeah, that could be another episode, but we can we can talk a little bit about it. No, yeah, I think we should that.
0: definitely definitely talk about it cool. now. But you're right that that would definitely be there's yeah, enough gosh, content there for a whole another.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: maybe we can get somebody on that would yeah. that has that'd
1: be great.
0: Yeah, that'd be like a doctor yeah. or something that has yeah. some yeah. expertise in that area okay. or so some knowledge. So if there are any
1: doctors out there that would like to talk about
0: help us out, yeah, because
1: I'll give you a rice Krispie treat.
0: Sure, <laughs> I won't, but she will. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, no, but I definitely think we should be ta- be talking about that because. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's, that's a really um, important one yeah. because obviously not just because it's being talked about so much these days, but right. and it, you, you would know more about this than I would, but that's one of those things where it's not like, so if you break your arm, mm-hmm. there's obviously something wrong with your arm, right. you break your leg or, you know, you sprain your ankle. There's obviously right. something wrong there. If you get a concussion, there's, there's signs that you can see, uh-huh. but it's also, you're mm-hmm. also relying on the honesty of mm-hmm. an athlete, yeah. Right. So it's a little bit. Am I am I am I off there, or is no, that right? No,
1: that's exactly right. Because I could see if my athlete looks dazed and confused, and like is like walking funny because they're dizzy. Right. But if it's not, puking is obvious. Like sure. you can see it. you know Very if you're Puking, clear. you're done. Right. <laughs> you yeah. got a concussion. Right. Um, and that's like a wor- that's actually like a worst case scenario, I think, with concussion Anyway, um, yeah. with concussion. But yeah, if if it's m- Border, border borderline then that you if they don't answer the questions honestly like if they have a headache and they're like nope i'm fine um which they're know. prone to do because they're yeah.
0: if they're competitive uh-huh. athletes there's going to be that moment for the athlete and we've probably i mean i've been there before we're like right. in that moment when i got hit mm-hmm. they're like can you pitch mm-hmm. absolutely and then i sail the next pitch they're like no you can't yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so i think yeah. there's that moment for all athletes when there's that yep. injury or you know in this mm-hmm. situation a concussion potential concussion yeah there's that moment where they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. is it really that bad or is it my head? And then do I tell them? you know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's,
0: it's tough though for a coach.
1: Yeah. Well, and when I, when I used to coach, we would always tell our athletes and they kind of already knew this, but we would tell them anyway, just to kind of pound it into their head. We would say there's a difference between being uncomfortable and being in pain Mm -hmm. because sometimes they were like, I think I'm okay. they're like, I feel fine. And then, but to us, if we saw like like, let's say we saw a play happen and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, this is bad. Like, mm-hmm. someone collided or something. And then they're like, no, I'm fine. And to us, it looked bad. But to them, it really, they're like, I'm okay. Like, I just need to shake my ankle sure. out or wrist out or whatever. And really, they are okay. Right. But if for them to, they need to... For As an athlete themselves, in order to help us out and themselves out, they, need, they do need to know the difference between being uncomfortable and being in pain. Like, I'm in pain, this hurts. Right. Or I'm just uncomfortable. Like, I just really tweak, I tweaked my ankle It's no big deal. I just need to walk it out a little bit. Sure, you know. Right. And so we try, <clears> to, <throat> we, try to, we try to teach them both of those. But more than likely, they will underplay it. Right, absolutely. <laughs> the, mo- the, the higher the athlete, you know, the, the higher the competitiveness of the athlete, um, the more they will underplay it so that they can play. They just can't help the, it because they're they just too driven, yep. yeah. that's what they love to do. Um, so yeah, so the, the athlete's perception, I think, of an injury you had said this earlier, it's almost like a you know, no big deal. Like, I'm just gonna go back out there mm-hmm. and do my best, and I'm not gonna say anything, right? Unless, unless coach comes up to me and says, Hey, I right. noticed you're limping a little bit, or I noticed you know, you looked, you know, you that throw or whatever that you know, right. shot was off. So unless a coach says something, but an athlete's perception, I think, of an injury is no big deal or mm-hmm. it's like a sign of weakness. Right. Or it's like they don't want to be whiny and they don't want to be a baby.
0: Don't want to let the team down. They don't
1: want to let the team down. Right. And and they want to play. and sure. Because they love it. So, right. So, um, but the coach's perception is, I don't know that coaches are necessarily, I mean, they're too busy, you know, practicing planning practice and game planning and focusing on everything else. They're not looking for like, "Oh my gosh, is he hurt? Is she hurt?" I don't think they're looking for that, but when they see something, they're like, "Oh, you know, and I, I right. would like to say that most coaches, I hope, zero in on that athlete to make sure that they're okay, especially if it's something that's ongoing.
0: I would hope so or at least yeah. at least maybe point them out to one of their other coaches on their coaching staff mm-hmm. for them to monitor, you know, delegate that yeah. something. But yeah, I agree. They should if, if, again, it goes back to the, the tagline that we use all the time, yeah. winning goes beyond the scoreboard. Yeah. So if you're like, yeah, that person's going to be fine and you're not really right. paying much attention to it, right. it's probably a, probably a problem. You're probably not coaching for the right reason.
1: Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Because the athlete's safety comes first. Right. Really. Because if, yeah, because it's not, it's not, like you just said, it's not just about winning. So. Um, right. I think
0: Dwight said it. Sorry. I think Dwight yeah. said it best too. He's like, you got, you've got to care about the human being, not yeah. just the athlete. Yeah. Being them being an athlete is one side of their life. It's a right. major part of their life, especially in that moment. But right. the the greater uh, the greater piece of that whole thing is them as a human being, right. and that's the part you need to be most concerned about.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot. I wonder if I'm sure. I'm sure this happens. Um, I don't know any of any instances personally that I've been through or have seen. I've heard stories, but where coaches feel pressured to put them in anyway, they know they're hurt. They, I mean, not like they know they're hurt enough, but they will let them play or they will put them back in. And like, let's say it's a championship game. Right. And they're like, and obviously if you ask an athlete, hey, are you good? Right. Um, I'm sure an athlete who has like, let's say their leg is sawed off. They're like, I'm good. Just give me some crutches. Let we'll me get out it. there. We'll make it happen. We'll clean up this blood. <laughs> we'll just patch this up really quick. I'm good. Yeah. You know? So yeah. obviously if you ask an athlete, like, are, can, are you good? Can you go back out? They're going to say, yep. Absolutely. And let's do it most athletes they're gonna go out there and, and get the job done. so I think I'm sure a lot of coaches feel pressured to um, to not to it's like a you know to, to put them in when they shouldn't be put in. so yeah
0: um, well and again again I don't have any I don't have any experience as a coach mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I've, I've had a good amount of experience mentoring mm-hmm. high school high school um, students and a lot of them were athletes. Mm-hmm. And that goes, I think it goes back to what a lot of our guests have said um, in previous episodes and, and some of the stuff that we've talked about. is you have to really you should really have a good idea of who your athlete is. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they, they're, you create a, a space and a team culture where they feel like they can share that information yeah. with you and then they can be honest with you. Right. Um, and they know that you know as a coach, you're gonna push them to be the best they can possibly be, but at the same time, like you said, their safety's first. Right. You know, so hopefully that if you kind of create that culture, then hopefully right. they are going to push themselves for you, but they're not um, right. in an unreasonable way.
1: Right. Well, I like that the whole creating that culture. And I think that can stem from a coach needing to have to explain to an athlete if you're injured You are not going to play and you're going to follow the doctor's orders or the trainer's orders for X, Y, and Z reason. This is why. Right. Like to to be able to talk to the athlete and explain the reasons why they're not playing Mm -hmm. can make a huge difference, I think. Because if you just, what do you think is going to happen if you tell a competitive athlete, you can't do that. Right, or you're not gonna do that. It They're gonna say, "Watch me." Adds
0: fuel to the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. me. I'm gonna do it. Right.
1: Yeah. So if you just tell them, "No, you're not doing that," because I said so, or because the doctor said so, um, yeah, that doesn't that that kind of them that, that gets the athlete in a, in a worse I think psychological state. I think I, so. Right. It just disclaimer: I'm I'm not a therapist. I'm not. I don't have any background or anything. But the, just from the, right. And so well, I'm just and so just the articles I read and just what I've seen. Um, I think it's good. it'll make it worse.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I think just it makes sense. Right. You know, it makes yeah. sense that it because I, it's almost like instead of them saying, or instead of the athlete hearing a coach say, "Hey, you can't do this," right? It, it's almost like there's what they're hearing is that you don't have the ability to do right. it, yeah. or you know, or you can't uh-huh. handle it, rather than yep. no in order to recover to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. you should not do this. Right. But they're hearing like, you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. That may be, yeah. I'm not a therapist either, so that may be <laughs> inaccurate, but it kind of makes sense where it's like, yeah, okay, I, I don't, in that moment, especially when it's so emotional right. and there's a lot of frustration and, right. and some anger there, they may not be hearing things clearly anyways. Right. So that, for some athletes, that could play a part. Right. And part of it has to do with their personality too. Like yeah. I think you mentioned at the very beginning, different or maybe it was something that we read, I can't remember. Because we, we got an article uh, that we'll have to put out there because it's really good Yeah. Um, regarding injuries and, and the psychological right. and emotional. It's
1: from Princeton University, I yeah, think.
0: So it must be smart.
1: Yeah, it must be smart. No, it, be it was good. really good.
0: No, it's really good. So, But I think they were talking about how different personalities handle will handle injuries differently. Yeah. And so I think that's something to keep in mind, too, as a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know some people that, like you said, that you could you know, mm-hmm. they could lose a leg and right. they're going to find a way to compete. Yep. And there's other people that they might have a cold and it's like, you know what? Normally I'm competitive, not yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so, and then everything in between. So I yeah. think, you know, knowing the personalities of your players. Right. And again, it's a, it's a big task, especially right. the, you know, the bigger your sport is or the more mm-hmm. athletes that you have on your team. It's a lot of people to know. And so hopefully you have right. assistant coaches that can assist with that. But, yeah. um, I think, as far as helping them walk through the injury yeah. and walk through the mm-hmm. recovery process and walk through the emotional side of it, right. understanding the the personality of your athlete, I think yeah. is really important, and yeah. I think can be a huge benefit as mm-hmm. you walk through. Because I think, and you're, I mean, you're a coach, so I think mm-hmm. if you have an athlete that's injured mm-hmm. and you're trying to explain to them mm-hmm. why they can't do this or that, right. it can probably be just as frustrating because they're not, they're just not getting it, or they're yeah. saying. I know coach, but I still think I can do it. Right. So it's gotta be kind of frustrating as a coach, right?
1: Right. It's I think yeah, it can be frustrating on both sides, exactly. And and There's just a lot
0: of frustration.
1: Yeah, frustration everywhere. everywhere. When someone gets yeah. hurt, when an athlete gets hurt, it is not good for the athlete or the yeah. coach, for anybody. Or the
0: family. For the yeah, God. or the family or the
1: fans. Like it's just not good. That's just the sure. last thing that um anyone in the sports world wants to happen as soon like can you, like think about it. you're watching a basketball game or a football game on TV. As soon as you see an athlete down a player down you're like no right and you see and right. then you see the coach go on the field or the court and then and then you're you're and then everyone panics
0: right. so absolutely
1: it, everyone's in panic mode not just the athlete it's crazy everyone. injuries are not
0: good yeah no and that's um, today's podcast thank you is. very much yes. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um no that's really important i think to dealing with the different personalities of the athletes um i have one story in particular I would think it was just last year actually that Hmm. I was coaching one of my. This was a really freak, weird thing that happened. Okay. She's okay. (laughs) Everything's okay. But it would how do i okay i'm trying to how do i explain this so our dugout i, co- I coached coached softball by the mm-hmm. way for new listeners out there who yeah. don't know what i'm talking about um but of course as soon as i say dugout they're like well yeah dummy i know what you're talking about so anyway i would dug- hope so i would hope so <laughs> otherwise hope so. this is yeah, the wrong podcast this is for not you for you anyway so <laughs> the dugout that we were in was lowered like lower than the ground so sure. it was like an underground dugout and we were getting ready to bat and the team um, on the field was warming up, you know, giving each other grounders and stuff. We were on the first base side, first okay. baseline side. Mm-hmm. And apparently what had happened, and it all happened really fast, I think one of the, the shortstop or second baseman threw, um, overthrew the ball to the first basement and it went flying into our dugout Mm. and because we had no nothing, we had no fence, no no covering, no nothing. Yeah. We just had to pay attention (laughs) and we weren't paying attention, Mm. um, at that time. And it just went a straight beeline to one of our top girls forehead like oh, one of the top no. our, our top senior, she's like one of the best players on our team. It beelined and hit her right and smacked down in the forehead. Shot. Oh. Yeah, and like and she's in the dugout. She's not even on the field. Right. And so and I didn't see any of this. The girls kind of explained it to me afterwards, but all I heard was like a thud, and she just had this blood curdling scream. Like she lost it.
0: And that's not a that sorry not to cut you off, yeah. but that's not a sound that no. you forget either. You oh, know what I'm saying? Like I that's heard. a very distinct sound. Yep. yep. Yeah. I remember
1: it cuz and I was in the dugout with them. Some of my other coaches were already on the field getting ready cuz we were getting ready to bat. It was already so and and I know this player and I and right away I was like she's either she's crying for one of two reasons. Mm-hmm. She's actually in pain
0: mm-hmm.
1: or she's really frustrated and pissed that the right. ball hit her <laughs> because she knows yeah. that you know she in the head too, sure. So, and the, I think when I saw her and how hysterical she was, I think it was a little bit of both sure. because we'll I know this sure. athlete. Yeah. Right. She, I mean, she was pacing. She had her hand on her head. So, and, and you know, so I called the trainer over anyway, just to get her. Cause my other players were like, can you get her to calm? She needs to calm down because she was really like hmm. hysterical. So um, yeah. I had to grab her <laughs> and sit her down cause she wouldn't hold still. She was just, I don't think she knew what to do. Right. And, um, and anyway, and I had to I asked her questions. Does it hurt, or are you just pissed? Mm-hmm. And then she said both. <laughs> she was just like so mad. <laughs> there you got your answer. Yeah. And then, um, and so the trainer came, asked her questions. And, you know, I let, so I let the trainer take over. And um, then, when she calmed down, she was like, "I'm ready. To, okay, I'm ready to go back in." And and so <laughs> I had to sit her down because I was like, "No, so how, no,
0: how long, no, no." So how long? Sorry. How long was this? So like, like a span of like. Five minutes.
1: Um, of between her getting hit and she's ready to go back in. Yeah. Um, everyone bat. Whoever batted needed to bat. She wasn't batting, thankfully. And then it was time for us to go back on the field. Like it was just getting ready. So, so it was pretty short. Yeah, it was pretty like ha- it was a half inning, pre- pretty much. But
0: there's a lot packed in there. Oh yeah, you know what a I'm lot. saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay.
1: So she was ready to go back in, and I know, and she's very she's bullheaded. So anyway, I know we I know her. I know her personality. So I had to ex- sit down with her and explain to her. Now, I mean, the trainer did as well, but she's like, oh, you're the trainer. You're just supposed to tell me that. Right. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> your job. And yeah. so I had to like square her up and look her in the face and say do you cannot go out there for this reason this reason this reason and i started explaining all the different ways of even if you feel like you're okay you if you do have a concussion which the trainer thinks that you do if you go back out there even a movement even like a sudden movement like a jolt like to your head without anything hitting it could result in another concussion and then that so i cut i had to like go down a rabbit right. hole with her to explain to her all the reasons why she needs to stop having pride right now, and she mm-hmm. needs to take care of herself. So, but think that, big picture, like yeah, think life big, exactly, big right. picture. So, I had a pretty long discussion with her, or what felt like a long discussion. I don't know. Uh, yeah. everything happens so fast. Right. So, um, we all were in agreement with the trainer and with the other coaches that she was going to step out there. I think a whole inning went by. Actually, we let her sit down. We put someone else at her spot, mm-hmm. and then the next inning, she was calmed down and she was like, I want to, can I, I want to try. And I'm like, okay. we're like, okay. So we put her and then I explained to her again, if you feel this, 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 right. you need to come back in. Do you understand? And so, and so, but just explaining that to her, it wasn't, it kind of put her in a, I think in a place of, okay, do you need to, if I, it, this is not about winning at this point. Right. And so, which was a big deal for her because sure. she's u- super uber competitive. Right. And so she gets on the field and she does a few, throws mm-hmm. and then she looks at me and she just shakes her head and walks mm. off the field so she's like no she's like i'm getting dizzy and mm. so that was that Got was it. a big deal for her to be able to do that just because i know her and i know that she would she, she's that girl that you cut her leg off she's like i'm fine right
0: find, find me a new <laughs> find, leg yeah find me a new leg so yeah. um
1: yeah well
0: that's awesome um i guess it's it's awesome and it sucks at the same time, mm-hmm. right? It sucks because mm-hmm. she was obviously feeling the effects of what happened to her mm-hmm. um, maybe more than she thought. So that's a bummer. Right. Uh, right. But you, like you said at the top of that story, she's she's okay. She's good. Right. Um, but you guys had explained it in such a way where it got through to her, yeah. which is huge. And I, again, it goes back to what you were saying about if you just say, no, you're done. Right. Well, someone that's that competitive is like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like you're going to have to literally stand between me and the field because I'm going out there. Right. But you taking the time to say, okay, there's reasons, the five reasons why this is really serious. One, two, three, four, five, and you mm-hmm. break it down for them and walk them through that. Right. Then I think it, one, it, it helps create or helps them understand the severity of the situation. Right. And. I think it also helps them in a in a state of frustration and right. pain. And like you said, she, like, she's just pacing because she's not even sure mm-hmm. how to feel. Mm-hmm. In that moment, she's not thinking clearly for herself. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, the coach needs to step back or step in and say, okay, I need to think clearly for you and protect you from yourself. Right. Because, you know, athletes aren't going to do that, especially right. when there's a lot of chaos going mm-hmm. on in yep. that moment. And I, I think it's important, too, if if as a team and coaches, you're creating a culture where... We're going to really challenge you. So right. when it comes to our conditioning, when it comes to mental toughness, we're going to really push you. Right. That's awesome because in a moment like that, if your coach who's normally pushing you and pushing you and pushing you is saying, hold on, we need to pause because I think what's going on here is very serious. Right. They're going to take that. They should take that very seriously because they say, right. you know what? In a normal circumstance, coach would not tell me mm-hmm. <laughs> to ease up or not tough it right. out. And so in that situation, it's like, okay, coach is saying I need to stop. Maybe I need to listen because this would not be something she would normally say if it was just a normal, you know, like you said, uncomfortable situation rather than a serious injury. So I think it's important too to think about that as coaches. Definitely create a culture or a a mindset in your team where it's like there is a mental toughness and a physical toughness Mm -hmm. that comes along with your training. And that way when there is something seriously wrong, there's a very clear distinction.
1: Right. I think that's, that's good. That's really important. It go, and I think it goes back to the whole un- uncomfortable, being uncomfortable versus being in pain, the whole mental toughness and physical toughness and your body's tired and you're just, you know, exhausted and you're, mentally you're tired too. That's the uncomfortable part, but the right. in pain, that's when something's wrong. And like, you know, like you said, like, coaches should look at the athlete as a person, as a human being, and that it is way more about, it is way more about them being, you know, as being a healthy, safe individual human than, um, than about winning. So,
0: right. And the bottom, I think the bottom line is, and it's tough to think this way in the, in the heat of competition, both as an athlete, as an, and as a coach. But if you look at it in that moment, 10 years from now, five Mm -hmm. years from now, is that one moment going to really matter in Mm -hmm. the grand scheme of that person's life? Probably not. Exactly. Probably not. Right. So right, right. definitely got to protect the athletes right. for sure.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Um, I kind of want to talk about the Princeton. Oh, wait, Princeton? Yeah, the Princeton article.
0: I hope we're not giving credit to some that, another school. Oh, I who's think Princeton, who's Prince- Princeton's rival?
1: It's. I know. Do we know? Uh, Harvard? I don't know. I don't know. See, <laughs> I, don't, I never went to an Ivy League see, school. I feel like, I have like I'm no not even smart idea. enough to say Princeton. I'm so sorry <laughs> if you went to Princeton. <laughs> Princeton University. So we found it. Well, Josh found an article from, I just want to give credit to... To that, to him, and to the article. Thank you. I will yes. take it.
0: You're welcome. And I'm sure they would love to take some credit. Too. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: Princeton University, um, from um, the NC, actually the NCAA site. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that where it's from? Okay. So um, I, think I just clicked on something. <laughs> you just like click here. This it's looks like, this great. This sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It could yeah. be Joe Schmo that wrote this. I <laughs> yeah. have no idea. Yeah, yeah. But um, so we just talked about the physical and a little bit of the mental part of injuries and what athletes may be going through and how to deal with that, mm-hmm. but going beyond the mental part, just the psychological response to injuries. Right. This article talks about that it can trigger or unmask some mental health issues within athletes that right. maybe they didn't have it before or maybe they did. I mean, I don't. I guess that's irrelevant, but just... Um, it can definitely...
0: Enhan- if they do have yeah. something there, it can enhance them for sure. Yeah. yeah, and this
1: is the hardest part, I think, because like I said, we don't know what's going on inside their heads. I know that when I was an athlete, I didn't talk about... What was going on inside my head?
0: Sure, I, yeah.
1: you know, with how I, w- you know, how frustrated I was, you know, I would just kind of, as an athlete, you are usually, I think, taught to suck it up, right? And you need to just go out there. Which that mental, that mental toughness, you need to be able to do that. So again, there's the distinction between being mentally tough and your and an athlete is actually going through a psychological, um, um, emotion like a coping mechanism that is unhealthy.
0: Right. 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 I think
1: there's a difference there. But um, anyway, this article just talks about how the triggers that can happen with athletes when they become injured, no matter what the severity, if it just takes them out of the game, Mm -hmm. some things that can come out of them are like um, anger issues, um, sadness, depression, isolation, irritation, lack of motivation, changes in appetite, and then sleep disturbance I saw. I was like, what? What? And just dis- disengagement, and pretty much all of that just kind of just sounds like it's just altering who they are as a person. And I think it's because right. a lot of athletes identify themselves with the sport. Like this is me. This is who I am. I play this sport. I. This is what I live for.
0: I dedicate everything I do.
1: Right.
0: Eat, breathe, yeah. sleep. Yeah. Right? The sport. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of athletes, especially if they if they specialize at a at one sport at mm-hmm. a young age. I think that's a normal way of thinking for them right Um, it's like motivation for themselves and that's why they're so competitive and so in it so when something happens to them that is out of their control like an injury I think that's the that's the worst part for an athlete in an injury is that I think they get into this frame of mind that this happened to me, right? Like I, there were like it happened. If they didn't make the choice to go out there, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to roll my ankle right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So they don't. They didn't want it to happen to them. So I think that that's what throws them into whatever psychological issue that they're going through.
0: Oh yeah, it definitely doesn't help. And there's nothing yeah. they, there's nothing they can do about it. that's that's right. part of the problem too. Oh, is man, yeah. you know if there's a. Um, so, for example, in competition, say you're playing football and you you're, you miss your blocking assignment.
1: Right.
0: Well, you're not injured, so the next play, yeah, you can come back and correct the issue, uh-huh. right? Same thing. Playing basketball, you miss a shot, yeah. or you know you make a mistake, you don't run the play correctly. You can come back the next you know next possession and right. try to correct that issue, right? With an injury, if you if you tear something, if you pull something, if you break something. You can't just go back and say, okay, let me do it again. Yeah. The you know it's it done, happened. it's done. And so there's that thing here as an athlete that makes you want to get back on the field and fix the issue. Right. Same thing when you lose a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I anytime I've lost, even rec like softball, yeah. slow pitch softball, yeah. I have an issue. Sometimes I'm like, if I, if we lose, I'm thinking Josh about, is
1: competitive. I'm a little bit
0: competitive, <laughs> which you wouldn't think I'm as competitive as I am because of my personality, but I'm very competitive. <laughs> but like I'll think about it. All week until I play, you know, whatever sport it is that next week. Yeah. Well, if you get injured, Mm-mm. you don't have that luxury. Right. You can think about it, right. but it's basically thinking about it until you're recovered from the injury. Right. And so it's very difficult, I think, because there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And like you said, there might be that feeling of, hey, this happened to me. For example, your your athlete got mm-hmm. hit by a, a, a misthrow yeah. and she was just sitting in the dugout. Uh-huh that was not her fault. Right. There's nothing, there's literally nothing. She could have sat somewhere different. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing she could have done. That's
1: why, that's why she was so pissed. <laughs> she you know wasn't on the field. Exactly. Like, what the heck? Exactly. Yeah. And
0: so you have to, you have to deal with all of that stuff. And so and that's just on top of anything else that might be going on mm-hmm. with that athlete that maybe the coach doesn't know about, or their family doesn't know about the right. other uh, mental uh, health issues that they could right. be dealing with. Right. It, it could, it just really compounds the issue. I think right. it can make a uh, a problem even worse right if if people aren't aware of it and for all those reasons you listed um well even in that article and we'll we'll post the article somewhere yeah. once this episode comes out but they were telling a story about an, an nfl wide receiver who yeah. ended up committing suicide mm-hmm. because like you said their entire worth mm-hmm. was wrapped up in being an mm-hmm. nfl wide receiver right. and so that's a really scary thought too right because you just don't know right. if if someone's you, you know, know dealing with that, and it goes right. back to what we what we had talked about previously about self worth, yeah, um, yep. and why it's so important. I think if mm-hmm. your self worth is only rooted in you being an athlete, then there's right. a major issue,
1: right? I think so too. What episode number was that? Do you remember?
0: I believe it was I believe it was five. five. It's, it, is, it is It is labeled. Five. So if you okay. just go back through, uh, you'll be able to find it. After yeah. you
1: listen to this, if you haven't listened to the self-worth episode, we, go listen to it. And um, I think it's a, actually a good it, thing. Even if you have listened to it before, listen to it after this. Just to remind yourself, if you're an athlete, even as coaches, just to remind your athletes about your self-worth. Because it is tied into athletes putting their self-worth into sports. And then this is what could happen possibly. Um, so with that though, the craziest thing about all of those coping mechanisms, um, or emotionally coping with an injury that I read was that eating disorders could come out in athletes. And it's funny because when I read that, you know what? I think that was a different article. No, it was it was the Princeton article. Anyway, the eating disorders can come out because athletes will punish themselves or think that they have to punish themselves when they're injured in terms of, I'm not working out, I'm not doing anything, so I'm not burning any calories anyway, so I'm just not going to eat anything. Or they're just pissed or, le- or depressed. Depression can lead to not wanting to eat, you know, loss of appetite. So I thought that that was interesting, that um, athletes who are injured or who can be um, just emotionally coping with it can be at risk for an eating disorder. And the worst part about that is that with eating disorders, you're not eating anything, so you aren't giving your body the protein and the nutrients it needs to help your injury recover. It's not like, it's not, it's not supposed to cure your injury, obviously, but it does help your, um, injury recover when you eat. So that I think is also a big deal. And then, you know, and just in terms of speaking of eating and, you know, eating well and, um, eating disorders, um, I think it's really important that coaches can, to help athletes how about let's talk about prevention of injuries. I'm going to jump around just for a second here. So, with the prevention of injuries, it's really important and I this I guess this does not need to be said. It's not groundbreaking, but coaches make sure your athletes are warmed up properly, make sure that they're drinking lots of water, that they are eating properly because again, what you put in your body has a huge effect on how your body on how your body is developed and how it forms. So, if they're not eating the right stuff and they're not letting their bodies recover, then that can um, that can make a huge impact. And icing after practice or after a game is a preventative measure. Not you shouldn't ice after something has happened. So anyway, so mm-hmm. those are just a few things that I just wanted to throw out there with just the prevention of injuries and just how, right. how, how a coach can just help them. Obviously when you get hit by something that is, I mean, it's no matter how in shape you are, if you get hit in the head or if you get hit somewhere, you know, you, that's going to not work out the same way. Say as if someone rolls their ankle, if someone is in good physical shape or, um, or, you know, in is eating right, that recovery can speed up as well. So I just wanted to uh, I just sorry, I went off on a tangent because I talked you know with the disordered eating part, so I just wanted to talk about how nutrition no, plays
0: no, that's perfect no 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 that's not yeah. not a problem at all yeah we don't have any structure to this
1: there's never there's no structure It's nope. okay
0: no that's <laughs> all good <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, I think that's what a podcast is for anyways yeah, just thoughts exactly there are times like when I've done team talks mm. um I've had to get out of that mindset because right. there it's like, you get one shot. If you mess up in front of all of them, you mess up <laughs> and like, that's, that's, it. that's the image they're stuck yeah. with. Right. But here it's like, well, as we've mentioned before, right. we've, we've deleted episodes <laughs> and we're like, you know what? We need to talk about that again. Cause that was, <laughs> that, that was not good. Garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> Definitely garbage. So anyways, it, that's hopefully this one isn't, I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I think it's been yeah. really good. I, I, this is really important information and yeah. something we kind of talked about a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we, this one takes a little bit of a turn from what we've talked, a little bit of a turn from what we've talked about in the past about, yeah. you know, buy-in, team right. building, uh, obviously all the great stuff that our guests have had to say. Um, this one is a very, I, I don't know, a, a great way to describe it, but it's a very, I guess, I don't want to say tangible thing, but kind of, right? Like yeah. You can see it and there's a, yes. some of it's tangible, but then that leads into intangible it, things. Yeah,
1: well, and it's, I, I was going to say it's more interactive but I guess I kind take of, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and at the same time, it's interactive because the coach, now people are involved because it's like you're injured, but it also can be the opposite because the player can withdraw and right. be like, I'm okay. I'm just healing. And again, that goes back to the psychological part. And that's actually one of the coping mechanisms of, of athletes is they withdraw and then they isolate mm-hmm. and then they don't want to say anything. Right. Um, no, yeah.
0: let me ask you, this is this. I don't think this was, this was in the article that we read. It's just something yeah. that Kind of came to me. I think there is there value? So I guess I'm going to ask you as a coach: mm. Is there value in, um, guess keeping their mind active in the game? So even though they physically can't participate, mm. so again, yeah. for for example, us being mm-hmm. us being ball players, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if say you say so, you have a pitcher, right? Yeah. And a pitcher gets injured; they can't pitch, and they're out for a while, mm-hmm. and they're recovering. You have them charting pitches mm-hmm. during a game. Yep. You know, what I mean, doing things like that or yep. participating somehow. Yep. It's not just, in my opinion, it's not just to keep them involved with the team, okay. but I think psychologically yes. and emotionally, they still feel like they're contributing, and they're yeah. still feel they still feel like they're, um, I guess working out mentally. Yes. So it's like, okay, right. I can't physically throw the ball right now, right. but I can I can start tracking mm-hmm. pitches, charting excuse me, charting mm-hmm. pitches and you know, picking up patterns, you know what right. I'm
1: saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, well, and it, cause it's better than having them sit on the bench and you're just gonna right. sit and watch and, and ice or whatever you need to do, do your rehab while you, yeah, we, we actually had a player who a few years ago was injured, was one of our top players. I think it was her senior year. I can't remember. It wasn't like, Ugh. yeah, I know all these senior year injuries it and, hurts, um, yeah. and she, oh, and then her personality. Oh, she was frustrated. Talk hmm. about someone, you know, an athlete who is so driven and so bullheaded. Like she, so I gave her my iPad and I was like, here you go. You're going to keep stats. <laughs> Cause I would, nice. keep, yeah, I would keep stats on my, on, on my iPad as the girls. And so I taught her how to just work a few buttons and she figured it out and I just would kind of look over her shoulder just to make sure she was doing the right steps, right. <laughs> putting the right numbers down. Don't and mess up the had, whole team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and just if she had questions, that was fine. But if she really became engaged because for because she was really angry. And that, I mean, that was that was her coping mechanism. She was angry. Right. And if she became more engaged. She would actually, it, it, it allowed her to talk to our girls and say, hey, you're doing this, this, and that. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, so it involves them. It, it, it allows them to still help the team be mentally stimulated right as well because that becomes their number one job i can't be out there physically so i'm going to be all in it mentally right and so then they become like another coach so to speak like yeah absolutely so that's what that's what she ended up doing and she was a big part of um, pumping our girls up and just i mean i think it i think it made a difference we, ended oh, up, yeah. we won sections that year, so I think. don't don't want to brag, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, don't yeah.
0: Brag. <laughs> it paid yeah. off.
1: One of those many years. So anyway, yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. We won't get into that. Okay,
0: that's okay. Well, I think that's the second I time you've mentioned you me it. So. I
1: know. I will mention it. A we'll longer. we'll talk about. I'm very proud of my girls. They did. You they should awesome. absolutely. <laughs> you should be. That's not a, that's
0: not an easy feat. So, <laughs> um, we'll have to have Mary Joe back on, and yeah. you guys can just brag about that. Absolutely. I won't even be on the podcast.
1: It'll just be me. Yeah, oh. we'll kick you out.
0: Yep. It'll be girls' I'll press record and see you, Josh. Um, anyways, (laughs) here we go. Here we go. Got off track.
1: Hey, we did pretty good. We didn't get off track till about 45 minutes in. This is, this, this this feels like the
0: grown-up version of the podcast. We're doing good. We're doing very good.
1: I think we're improving.
0: I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't tell because not that many people have given us reviews or ratings on iTunes, which hurts my feelings a little bit, but that's okay. If you guys want to carry on,
1: if you want to hear me sing, you got to give some reviews and you got to leave me some. Um, song requests.
0: Yes, do all those things. That would be awesome.
1: Now that they're like, do we want to hear her sing? <laughs> saying, she's no, know. You know, she's a you're great singer. No, you're not going to find out until you ask. So.
0: Yep, that's it. That's... <laughs> she's an awesome singer, I think. Yeah. And He's yeah,
1: just, Josh is just being nice. I am an awesome. No, I'm
0: not singer. even being nice. I just want those reviews. <laughs> I'm
1: an, yeah, I'm an awesome singer because I think I'm an awesome singer because I have self worth.
0: Boom! Look at full circle. Full circle. Okay, full circle.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back on track. Back on what track. What the heck?
0: So, um, well, time-wise, we're we're kind okay. of up against it. But, okay. um, did you have any any final closing thoughts about about this? Um, One, and honestly, we can we can keep going too. That's fine.
1: You guys like listening to us talk? We'll keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> Even if well, not, yeah, we're yeah. still gonna keep talking. Yeah, I know. Well, so really quickly, The, sure. the same Princeton um, article I liked. There was a part where. Um, there, okay. There was a uh, survey and it said athletes were afraid are, these athletes were afraid to receive some type of treatment for their injury, mm-hmm. um, because X, Y, and Z. And these are the reasons they saw it as a sign of weakness. They were willing to work with the pain. They had a sense of entitlement, meaning they've never really had to struggle through anything. So they didn't know how to ask for help.
0: That's, that's interesting. Right? That's really good. Actually, yeah, that was that's- good.
1: I didn't really think of – I've never really thought of it that way.
0: No, I, I've never thought about that either. I, I do know that – I've never thought about that um, in connection to injury.
1: Right, me either. Yeah. I mean, you
0: hear about that, right, when right. you have athletes that go right. from – so say they're playing you know, AAU basketball and right. they've always been one of the best and then they go up to the next level and then they're still one of the best, but then right. they get to that next level and now all of a sudden everybody's just as good as they are and sometimes athletes have a diff- difficult time dealing with that it's like wait a minute mm-hmm. i'm not used to this feeling but that's more like a performance type thing so i have i've never really thought about that as far as a
1: right
0: um as an injury thing that's interesting
1: yeah well and then and so the other one was and we've talked about this they haven't um identified their sense of identity outside of being an athlete so we mm-hmm. talked about the identity part and here's the last thing and i think that this is interesting they may not have developed healthy coping mechanisms to deal with failure mm. so that part is because yeah. when they're injured they see it as I failed, Failed, I'm failure, I can't play anymore. So unless they have some type of healthy coping mechanism to deal with that, I think that's when it can their their mental state can spiral and tailspin out of control into all of those other categories that we talked about with sadness, anger, isolation, depression, eating disorders. And so I think just just having just knowing how to deal with that I think is important for athletes too. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
0: And we've mentioned it before. Sometimes the stuff that we talk about, it sometimes it feels like it kind of goes, like I think you've said, it, the mushy yeah,
1: route. Like, yeah. oh,
0: feelings and da-da-da. Yeah. But um, it really is important. It's really yeah, important. I like, think so, yeah. And I, I think you have to, as a coach, I think you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I, I like to look at it from both the competitive standpoint and yep. the human standpoint. Right. From the competitive side, if, if you have athletes that are not coping with failure, if you, if you have athletes that are not coping well with their injuries or not dealing with that, well, that in turn is going to affect how you perform as a team on the field. And it's going to affect you guys competitively, but more importantly, um, and why we do this podcast and why we have character combine around is that we, like we've said, we care about the human being, we care about the athletes and their lives on and off the field. And so, you know, in order to see them lead successful lives, Beyond the field, whether they play at the collegiate or professional level, or never play sports again after they leave your high yeah. school team, um, the idea still remains that hey, you want them to be as healthy as possible, right. physically, emotionally, and uh, and psychologically. So,
1: right, you know. yeah, no, I think that's important, and mm-hmm. yeah, it does sound kind of mushy, like well, you need to learn to deal with your feelings, and no athlete wants to talk about their feelings. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't.
0: Well, I mean, in all honesty, you right. and I are like. We've talked before, like, do we really want to talk about that on right, this podcast? Because, right,
1: right.
0: you know, yeah. I have no problem talking about those things. But, like, yeah. on here, I'm like, do I really want to talk about it? Right. Not no, really because yeah. it's just not – I don't know. It just – it feels mushy. So right. even you and I are kind of like <laughs> – Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's So that's a tough one to be able to – how does an athlete – and this can be a whole nother. leave a comment, I guess, if you want. Another episode dedicated to this, but how does yeah. an athlete ask for help? I don't know. That could be too of a mushy category and – Maybe that could be a thing where you guys can just message us, and I don't know. I just that, no, no. I think yeah. that's really
0: good, actually. Yeah, and that's a good idea. And you know, that's one. That's one of those things. A lot of the stuff that we do. This is just something that came to my head, so yeah. we can talk about it later okay. after I put it out there okay. on the airwaves. Okay. But um, <laughs> you know, obviously, a lot of the stuff that we've done up until this point is about your athletes, but for coaches. Yeah. You know how, as a coach, how can you help your athletes? But I, I think it'd be cool if we did some maybe at, more athlete
1: yeah.
0: centric episodes where you know I think would be beneficial for you guys as coaches but also maybe it's something you can share with your athletes to say hey listen to 15 minutes of this podcast because it it deals directly with you guys as athletes so maybe it's something that we can start doing in the future
1: I think so Mm -hmm. as I know as a former athlete that I would have loved to hear something like that
0: me too yeah me too. That's why That's why we're doing this, that's I think. That's why we're doing this. Yep.
1: Yeah. Here we go, our um, teenage selves. Yep. <laughs> this is for if you. If we could go back, we have a great yeah. podcast for you. There it's like, you what's a, a
0: podcast? Yeah. It wait, might wait, have been a little what's before a me. podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Um,
0: yeah. So, anyways, no, I thought that was really good. And, yeah. um, you know, I think, I hope this is okay to say. But if anybody has any questions, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially when it comes to the physical side of things and in the emotional side of things, all of the, anything we've talked about, Um, Obviously, Deb's a a strength and conditioning um, coach. So, you know, not just from your coaching perspective, but you've probably seen it from, you know, the people that you've trained and how Mm -hmm. they deal with injuries. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have someone that comes back to you with an injury. It's like, oh, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff you can't do today. So um, I think from that perspective, again, it's been a little while, but how can they reach out to you if they want to ask some questions about that?
1: They can reach out to me through Instagram. I changed... (laughs) I used to be I'm
0: so excited for her to tell you what her Instagram handle is because this oh, is man. awesome.
1: If you if you listened to our previous episodes where I told you my Instagram handle, and if not, don't worry about this. But it used to be I have my fitness business is called Stronger Fitness. So it used to be makes sense, makes sense right? So it used to be at strongerfit.deb. And so but I had changed it. I went back to my original name, and Josh is laughing at me and making fun of me right now. My original handle was at Ginger Spice28. Yep. And that's because... I just love
0: that you're explaining this right now.
1: I am so explaining this. So that Ginger Spice 28, that is my handle. It has... it. I, I have red hair and I used to love the Spice Girls when I was little. It makes so perfect it sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something else right now, but I'm not because we have people listening.
0: If you're just. concerned that it sounds like a stripper's name, <laughs> you're exactly <laughs> right. Is that what you want to say? Yes. We've had this conversation before. In fact, I did say... Okay, so... Again, we'll be honest with you guys. When we first put out the first podcast, I said, okay, I want to let them know that you, you know, if they have any questions about, you know, conditioning, they can reach out to you. I said, but I also know that your handle is Ginger Spice. So I said, that's up to you. If you want me to put that out there, I'm more than happy to do it. If not, I get it.
1: (laughs) So I said, yeah, I guess that kind of sounds stripper-ish. So I changed oh, it. Oh, it definitely does. So I changed it. But then I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I need to go back to Ginger Spice. Again, yep. it is not a stripper name. It has nothing to do with the stripper. I don't know if we should say stripper this many times on a I don't know. I don't know how pod- that
0: I've never like I've never published a podcast, so I don't know how that it changes our <laughs> I
1: don't I don't know that character Combine has ever said the word stripper, I'm sure at any of their events. So, sorry guys. You might be surprised. So anyway,
0: We've had Jose Canseco on before so I know. Oh, okay Anyways <laughs>
1: Oh man so anyway that's my handle uh, that long drawn out as my male coworkers would say hurry up already get to the point that long yeah that long drawn out uh thing at Ginger Spice 28 that's all I'm going to say and then um, four
0: questions about
1: four questions about uh uh, conditioning or anything related to this or podcast injuries and stuff injuries, like that. nothing related yeah. to stripping just just to this podcast that's it this one's i will block rails. you it has got this is, this is all wrong yeah so. please don't do that <laughs> so anyway so that's how they can reach out to me um i'm
0: gonna have to cut the last five minutes of this podcast no. <laughs> this <is>
1: too much <laughs> so anyway we'll wrap it up you could you guys follow us on twitter at sports character um our instagram handle is at character combine mm-hmm. facebook character combine and linkedin boom boom and um i think do you have anything else In no i think we're good we I, need to i think that's it before I know we, we, we s- say the word stripper again no more strippers no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but please uh rate and review this podcast yes please <laughs> so yeah no we all appreciate right. everybody listening and uh we will see you next time all right so, see ya yeah. Bye.